it's easy. It's just the conversation. Good morning. Uh, this is Jennifer Parker. I'm here for another episode of Just Love. I'm so excited this morning. I am joined by the infamous Greg Ouellette. Uh Greg, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing. I'm really excited to be here with you in full transparency. We've probably just had a half hour conversation <laughs> catching we up. There's so, so much to talk about. A lot. But the reason for the season this morning is you are here as the ghost of Christmas present, and you. Oh my gosh, the future, right? <laughs> Craig! I love that you just mouthed that. You can correct me on air. <laughs> it is the ghost. Of, Jess is the ghost of Christmas. Present. present and she's yes. she did an amazing job filling us all in on what's happening this year but you need and mary too because you need the past and the future the present to dictate kind of the future right and well i think this is an awesome place to jump in for you because you came in describing what you were wearing i did and the reason for the season so like and so brilliant of you to bring mary and jess back into the conversation so yes. why don't you give us a summary of why we're here and we're here because well we're 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 doing uh home for the holidays which is saturday in downtown southbrook for de december 2nd and um and jess and mary are on the committee with me and our pivotal role in developing uh new programming this year and it is new programming. Yeah, We've a talked a lot things. about it. Yeah. Um, we have uh, a lot of different faces coming to South Berwick that we haven't had before. Um, and it's instead of um, that leads me into in, we, last year, we realized as a committee that, you know, it was compressed into a couple hours on a Friday. So setup was really setup was challenging because school was letting out and things like that. So we realized maybe if we do it on a Saturday, it's it's. Um, it would it would be and turn it into a day long event because we thought maybe that would be a better a better fit a better for families for young families and then instead of having you know traditionally the parade was on a Saturday after Thanksgiving and home for the holidays was a week later so why not marry the two together and have a day long event you know sometimes when things take decades to fall into place to get connected at first there's a little bit of a rub right because sure. change is yeah. not always easy to embrace yeah. but i have a feeling that after a year or two of people experiencing south berwick's home for the holidays in this new reinvention of itself that it's going to be like this aha moment like why didn't we do this years ago like this just makes sense yeah it does and i think too again people with young families instead of blocking off one two weekends they can block off one weekend on their calendar instead of two and they can um they can and again there's so much to, that's going on this year the jewett house there's uh the chris kendall market here it's a little something that's going to happen which is new so maybe you want to well first of all like so greg you come in and it's it gave me a flashback to Jess last week. Jess came in in her green her green velour, and she was like the ghost of Christmas present. Then she had her little bell that she rang, mm -hmm. and then you came in, and you're always such huge smiles. And I love I love being with you. Um, and not that it's been I think this is our third time, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. there's sometimes you connect with certain people, sure. and there's an energy. So you come in, and you have a black vest on. I do. And a and a yellow. beautiful sunny yellow V-neck sweater beneath it. And you you told me what it was. You said, Jen, 
Why? Yeah, so the reason behind the, the attire today was because I thought, ooh, I'm the ghost of Christmas future. And we all know in Dickens' tale that he comes in a dark robe and he's, you know, he's kind blacked of out. blacked out. <laughs> and he's kind of telling Ebenezer, like, if you don't change, you know, this is the future. But um, I wanted to have both colors because I thought, well, for Home for the Holidays, change is, it, change is hard, but it can be necessary to go into the future. So... I thought change can be I the change in the future for home for the holidays. I I want to represent the brightness and the light. You bring the light. If we don't change, you know, if we don't change, then change is inevitable. Change is inevitable, right? So it It can be. It can be. It can be. Um, But again, that's why I have the two colors representing. You know, maybe you know we change is formidable, formidable and. necessary at some junctures you know you have to be able to change and evolve change doesn't always come easy it doesn't and you know especially sometimes um i know and and with respect to my home this is my hometown um sometimes it's hard in the hometown to do that for people to change the narrative sometimes i'm gonna say all the time time. (laughs) i'm gonna say i you know i'm not a south berwickian as i like to call it um i moved here in my 20s but I was born in Keene, New Hampshire, and grew up in this tiny little lakeside village, maybe a couple thousand people, where we went to K through eight in this mm-hmm. this one school. Sure. Um, very similar, like when you grow up in a small town, there's definite like rules, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> rules and just different guidelines and baselines of you know who you are as an individual and also who you are as a town. And being part of that town. Um, mm-hmm. So we say change, but like South Berwick, and you would be a great person to ask this. Sure. I've lived here since my 20s. As much as it changes, it always it always feels as though it stays the same. As much as it, I, I think that's a really good um, analogy. As much as it's changed, there's still so much that's the same. We still have, you know, there's still Powderhouse Hill. I sled, I used to sled down Powderhouse Hill. We still have Powderhouse Hill. We still have Central School, which is amazing. That's the school. That How many bruises did you get on Powderhouse Hill? I, How many times I, did you end up in I, the parking quite, lot? Quite, in the parking lot many winter days, yes. <laughs> up over that And almost mount. into the houses in the back. Sometimes. Mary Hussey's house. <laughs> yeah, yes, no doubt. Um, and then, you know, I went to Central School, was educated there, went from K through 6 there when I was K to 6. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And, and I'm going to bet it looks almost the exact same. It looks like on the I, as far as outside, yes, outside it looks like it's never, um, never missed a beat. It looks exactly the same as it did when I went there, um, and I can tell you that um, I know it's amazing when I look at this little school and it's. I drive by, my heart kind of gets you know a little warm when I drive by every time I drive by because I I spent so much you know from. I was there in the 80s and spent many day, long days there. You did know. you ever have Mrs. Stewart as a teacher? I did not have Mrs. Stewart, but I had, I had Mrs. Page. I had Gail. Gail Page? I had Gail Page. She was my first grade teacher. Gail Page. So I worked as an ed tech at Central School, and Gail Page, by the time I got there, my children were there, Gail Page was one of the most incredible substitute teachers ever. And she had like that twinkle in her eye. She still does, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. She's with us, of course. And it's like, she is South Berwick. She's South Berwick. And she, 
um, was that was my first grade teacher, and I remember going to her house on over across town. Um, I was going to reference Ross Street, I believe, and um, we would do different activities over there. And where's and, Ross Street? Is that behind Cummings kinda, Mill? Yeah, near Cummings Mill neighborhood. Yeah, so. And we would go there in the afternoon sometimes. She would take us over there for like a afternoon, you know, we'd have an activity or something. And this would be in towards June or May or June. And I remember going there. So good memories there. And uh, then uh, and I had Mrs. Ganya, Cynthia Ganya. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. I had her for fifth grade. So shout out to, to Mrs. Ganya. She, so she is another reason that South Warwick never changes. Like she's one of the pinnacle people in my life that has made the most impact from South Berwick and continues to do so um, through the decades. It's just, she she doesn't change, but in her own beautiful way, she changes with time and she's constantly evolving and how she gives to the community changes, right? She does, like, she does <clears throat> very much so. And yeah, she's, she's a very, um, uh, again, uh, someone who's been in South Berwick for quite a while. No, I think you actually pronounced her name correctly because... <laughs> I, I think so. I, I hope I did, Mrs. Ganya. You did because that when I first met her and she introduced herself, she goes, well, you can just call me Gagnon because that's whatever, <laughs> but she goes, that's not my name. Right. And, I, and that's what I do call her. But hearing you say that made me smile because the families that, you know, of decades past, the yeah. families that were here... You know, they are adapting to new people moving in and... Yeah, well, I can tell you when I first, the first day of fifth grade, I thought she was Mrs. Gagnon and, uh, and then I, you know, you, you, and then I realized, oh, you're Mrs. Gagnon. Yeah, okay. So, but... But that's just, a, such yeah. a, that's a um, high level of respect that shows who you are as a person to actually caring about how to pronounce someone's name. Thanks. So before we get sidelined, Greg, yes. because that might happen on this podcast, <laughs> one of my when I first met you, I had just opened a little something mm -hmm. on Paul Street. We used to be a laundromat, mm -hmm. which do you remember it when yes, it was I a do. laundromat? I do remember when it was a laundromat. I do. Um, before yeah. that, it was Curves. Yes. Uh, no, after the laundromat, oh, before was, us. I think it, yeah, it, it was Curves, and the laundromat was bef before. Yeah. Before. Um, but I remember you came in, um, the store is empty. So the store was so empty that I had to have these large overstuffed chairs to take up space. Oh, wow. So I didn't have enough product. But um, you brought your grandmother in. Yes. Yeah. And we ended up having, I want to say, like an hour-long conversation mm -hmm. about Witch Trot Road and South Berwick and everything in between. Mm -hmm. Do you want to do sure. you want to talk about your gram? Yeah, so I um, and this is why Home for the Holidays the event is really near and dear to me because my grandmother um, Grace she um, was a Boston her last name was Boston and they grew up on a farm on Wichita Road. Uh, she grew up here and my grandfather Clifton, her husband, um, his family originally was all from the Pine Street area, Pine Hill, which was known known as Joy Hill. So my roots on my mom's side really are connected deeply in South Berwick. Where's Joy Hill and it, Pine Hill? It would be, well, uh, Pine, I should say Pine Street, over by Brattle Street, was known up on the hill there, was known as oh, Joy okay. Hill, because the Joy family resided there, and their homes, there was a few homes up there that was Joy family. Um, and, um, and my grandmother, 
was educated here. She went to Burke Academy, uh, graduated from the academy when it was the high school. So it was Before, South Burke High School. It was, or the... like, it was still Burke Academy, but they just, um, they were still... Um, Did they tuition in kind of because we didn't have a high um, school? I think, if you, well, if you were South Burke resident, you automatically, you were able to go. Yeah. Like there was no... Charge. It was or... just the, it was what the agreement was back then, I think. From what I understand, and then later on became private, um, and then they—that's when they built the Marshwood system. But back then, when you were growing up in South Burke, that was—that's where you—that's where you went. So if you were uh, at Central School, you most likely went on to the academy. So you, we're sitting here, and I think I'm going to post a picture of your lovely grandmother and yourself. So the, small towns are magical in that I'm looking at her picture, and I see Kathy Locke. So sure. Kathy yeah. Locke was an integral part of Central School for decades, mm -hmm. and and that's you, her niece, and that's yeah. her niece, yeah. and Kathy still lives on Witchtrot Road. She does, yeah. Um, and it's it's funny how all of these connections are made. But when you came into the store, you no longer live in Southburg, but you had a calling to join Home for the Holidays. I did. Or someone had a calling for you to join it. Yeah, I, yeah. I it kind of just kind of um, you know. It, I think when you look at a committee, you kind of look at. Um, I really get joy from joy. So for me, it was what can I give back to my hometown that I was raised in, and what can I? Ha I still wanted a connection with my hometown, even though I lived next door in Berwick. So I found the committee. I stumbled upon it, and again, if something speaks to you, and you and you want to do it, you should do it. Right? You should. I think that's the reason for everything. That's the reason for everything. So um, I really liked what they, the Home for the Holidays was about and giving back to the community and working with community members. And so I joined, and uh, that's where I found Mary and Jess. But before that, you had said to me, and you brought it. I love the props that pe people are bringing to the podcast lately. It's almost me. It's making me want to add a camera, which I've kind of fought. But I think it's this is like you're gonna you're gonna be the instigation. It's okay. that's not even a word. You're gonna. Well, you're gonna be the, the, maybe the inspiration to to move into the new technology, but. You came in with a beautiful image of your grandmother, but also so proud to show me a poem that you had written about uh -huh. South Berwick. I did. Are you going to share that with us do today? Do you want me to share? Of course I do, okay. but I think I want you to do what you did earlier and give a little bit of the backstory, the... what unfolded. And sure, yeah. did you know Jess Sear before this all came to be, or is that how you two connected? Um, nope. So I wrote, I actually started my first year on the Home for the Holidays Committee was um, holiday 2022. Two was my first. Last year was my first. Last year, year was your first yep. year. So then this um, this piece I'm going to share with everyone actually came um, in the winter of 22. And it, and again I was teaching at the time because uh, I'm I was a teach I'm a te I am, I'm a teacher. Well I was a teacher. And um, and I during uh, winter break I was feel this contest came up and. I thought, well, I have nothing to lose. I'll enter it. And even if I didn't win, I thought, you again, you get joy from joy. And I wanted to do something. It was a writing contest for South Berwick. And um, I wrote a piece and submitted it. And, and I love I love joy from joy. I don't know yeah. if I've heard it well, said that way before. Well, right? I guess, I don't know. I just say you get joy. I guess... Um, I guess you get when you when something makes you happy, you get joy from it, right? It makes you happy. So I guess happiness, joy. I guess you get joy from if you're making other people feel joyful, then you're gonna feel that joy too. So I get joy from that. 
But also uh, what I'm picking up on is that you get joy when you're doing things that make you happy Absolutely. doing them and being yes. someone that makes you happy being that person. Yeah, maybe my wordage was not. No, I think your wordage is amazing. <laughs> That's what I'm adopt. I'm going to adopt what you're saying and probably use it for the rest of my life. Joy from joy. I think that there's no better way to say it. So I entered the contest and then um, they called me and said I had won, but I didn't know what. And then... Um, it came to be that I had won first place for this South Woo! Park writing contest. And, <laughs> That's and, huge. And it was huge. You have and arrived. So I'm kind of, I guess. You're a published writer. I'm a published writer, I guess. Sure. It's on the South Park website. If everyone needs to know, if you go to southpark.com um, or and you go down and you scroll down, you'll be able to read it. It's on the website. I saw it there. Yeah. I I loved it. And I do love it. And I think you've captured what South Baroque is. So without further ado, okay. I'd like to introduce Gregory Willette, the poet. Okay, so this is titled, um, uh, they, the precipice before I read is, it, they want, the contest was to revitalize. They wanted a piece written that wouldn't capture what South Baroque is to people. Or So that's my premise for my, my piece. Um, it's called South Baroque, Maine, a small town vignette. Oh, weary travelers and residents too, stop and stay a while and explore or start anew. Now I will tell you what to do. South Burke, you should stop on in and you will find a small town feel of yesteryear left behind. The old storefronts and grain merchantile nature's way too, they will all make you feel so brand new. South Burke Library over on Young, cozy up in the converted church Go up on the mezzanine to find your perch. Cross the square and have some fun. Educate your kids at Central School. That is where they will learn the golden rule. Built in 1925, you can watch the school come alive. Or explore, explore Sarah and Jewett's home before the day is done. Now on to Oddfellow's Tavern for some cocktails and fun. <laughs> if you stay over, Stage House Inn is the one. Alfresco lunch at Du Four. Another cocktail, do I say more? Or maybe to over to Lee Frank's door. The four seasons in, the, four seasons in this town, wonderful things can be found. Powderhouse Hill flying down and sleds and skis abound. You ask, what else is in this town? Well, home for the holidays, we light it up. Onto which chart road where tales of ghosts and goblins could creep up. In the fall, Pumpkin Town Run is all the fun. Get ready for this run. Or up to Emery's Bridge to the end, turn onto a Gunquart Road around the back way and back again. You will see, my friend, that Southburg has much more in store for you to see, but maybe this is not your cup of tea. But if you ask me, the town of South Berwick is where you'll want to be. The last Saturday in the month of June, we celebrate these craft tycoons. <laughs> we have Strawberry Festival for a tasty delight. Have you ever explored Agamaticus for a hike? Or... Been to Cumbies at night? The Counting House or BA, won't you venture here on your way? Play a round of golf at Outlook today. But relax at the tavern when it rains. Have a classic ice cream down on Lower Main. You'll stumble upon Fogarty's a town icon remains. Or maybe you've been in South Burk after all. Or maybe your first time you seek it all. Or your first fall. Don't you want to experience it all? South Burke will always live in your heart wherever you go. All these things to see will let you know this is the place to go. Oh, weary traveler and residents, don't you see? This is why South Burke is so special to me. I think that 
it reminds me why I'm so thankful all three of my children grew up here. And, you know, we're a magnet. It's a special place. And you encapsulated the town in such a beautiful way. And, you know, and I think that, like, over the years, like, Flynn's Market, Pepperland's, you know, Abby's floral shop. It's like, and before that, there was a little grocery store in Abby's location. Like, over the years, the names and the faces change, Mm -hmm. but it's the same feeling. It's the same, that same feeling of knowing a familiar, there's a familiarity. And even if the the businesses may change, there's still that familiarity in the space that you can remember back to. Like, when you look back at a building, you remember all those good memories. Like, I still remember going to the Flynn's Market and sitting with my grandfather on, um, you know, there's only four stools you can sit on (laughs) and having, like, Raisin Bran in the morning and him reading the morning paper. I mean, that's gone. But when I go by the building, those memories are there. So When I walk by Rideout's Hardware... And the smell when you used to open that door, right? And the creak of the wooden floor. And my dad was a plumber. So to me, it it smelled like his plumbing truck. Like I could smell the copper. I could smell the steel. I could smell everything. And um, And Miss Bray that worked there, she knew exactly where everything was. Everything was kind of... All over, you know, all over the place, but <laughs> but that's the traditional hometown hardware store. But you could go in there and and uh, find anything you needed. And the pharmacy. And the pharmacy. You know what a special place that was for all of us for many different reasons to be able to just run in there quickly when you needed something when someone was sick or something happened unexpectedly. We could just go in there, and Richard or Matt. You know, it's just. They knew who we were. Mm-hmm. Our kids played soccer together. I was on the rotary with Richard. It's just that is, and yes, it's the magic of South Burke. It's the magic of hometown USA. Sure. Or what used to be. I know a lot of a lot of communities. The future of communities. There's a lot of franchises. There's a lot of development that makes it more. And that's what makes South Burke any, so special. That we're holding on we're to, to. We're trying to hold on to the tradition as much as we can and I know sometimes when things have to get let go when events that have always taken place on the same day same time they change they morph into something a little bit different Mm -hmm. or you know we used to have the crossing guard Mr. McPherson right Right. how many years was he out there guiding us and now we're um looks like we're getting a traffic light we're getting a traffic light, yeah. <laughs> and that's I caused know. a huge stir. It's, it's caused a big stir. Um, but I can tell you, it's funny, because I, I I, drove by it, you know, just drove by it this morning, and I thought, wow, you know, I've been here, I've been here, you know, most of my life, you know, and um, to see that finally, that actually finally happen, and that, and there's change there, you know, and there's the, some change. And the resistance to that over the past decades you yeah. could, it was palpable. It was palpable, but again, you know, um, again, at the same time, we're holding on to that small town feel, which we definitely love. Um, some things are come out of necessity, right? So that that is almost uh, one of those things where, you know, it's that was an old railroad bed before it was 236. I don't know if our listeners know that, but some might know that, but that was the old rail, Boston and Maine railroad bed. It was the and path for the cows. It was the path, you know, and, and people went to town a different way. And the town, you know, uh, again, with change, it comes, you know, 
in modern times it it can't support that anymore it can't it we can't support not having you know it it needs it needed change and inevitably needed to happen because change happens incrementally it's a small moving ship sometimes Mm -hmm. right small not small slow moving ship sometimes and i think that's important but change also makes way for new growth and i'm sitting across from the the ghost of Christmas future, and I'm going to tell you how you affected me as a small business owner. Is that is that is that uh, is that ego? I don't know. Is it okay to talk about my story about sure. home for the holidays and uh, kind absolutely. of the loop you threw me in in, in the best way? Of course. So, because I I'm progressive by nature. Anybody that knows me in town, like on policy business, I just that's who I am, and. I, I love moving forward. I love people. I love helping people along. It's just who I am. So when you guys announced that Home for the Holidays was changing or the rumble started happening, because let me tell you, it's a small town and <laughs> uh-huh. it comes in, right? Mm-hmm. Through the door. Sure. Everybody likes, this is a favorite phrase in town. Did you hear? Did you hear? Yeah. Did you hear, right? Sure. That's small town of America. Course. So at first, so last year, um, it was a dark night. Um, it was your first year. Mm-hmm. I I had the idea of doing the light up headbands. Oh, okay. So we gave yeah. away the light up headbands because light the night. Right, light the night. And what like joy from joy like that was that was one of the most joyful things I've experienced is seeing people come in, ask for them, put them on, and ta-da! Like I'm a kid at heart. Mm-hmm. Like. And then people would say, are these free? Like, how much do I owe? And I go, no, they're free. This is part of Home for the Holidays. And so a little bit of a chip on my shoulder. I felt like I pulled off something last year. Like, people were excited. They were seen. And it felt, it felt good from the point of view as a small business owner. And my joy and my passion comes from marketing and sure. business development. That's what, that's what pumps me up. So I felt like win, 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 right? Of course. And people would tell me they saw him around the event, and it was it was awesome. So when I heard that it was a day event, I was like, holy F, right? <laughs> like, how am I, because I'm competitive with myself, how am I going to outdo myself? Do that, right? How? And then at first it started, like, it felt like itchy, like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to be able to provide that same joy this year. So there's my opportunity for growth and expansion and to look at business a different way. So I want to say I'm thankful because in making the decision to do something a little bit differently, I had to step out of the tracks that I had built for the little store and home for the holidays and say, okay, how am I going to move forward with these guys? How am I going to keep in step? How am I going to how am I going to pivot so that I'm adding to the event and it makes sense and it 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 moves along with it right because mm-hmm. change asks us to do that change asks us to step up and reinvent ourselves in a new light does that make sense all you're looking no, at me like, but all, all the time and all really time. it wasn't a big deal no but in no. the moment when i first heard no. it was something that mattered to me because i did like joy from joy is a little bit of an addiction when you feel that energy inside your chest that you're creating joy, experiencing joy, I've got to imagine it's a little bit like being an addict. 
like a little bit of a sugar high. <laughs> yeah. So what did you feel like, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm giving something back or I'm working with the community. And when I see someone smile back and they, and they're loving what they're, they're, you know, like last year when I was out in the event and I saw, um, when we did the tree lighting last year and I saw a woman and she, the elderly woman, and she came up to me when we did the tree lighting and she just said that was the most wonderful thing to see a tree lit up and thank you so much for that. And I just saw, again, that made, gave me joy in my heart to see her joy. So that's where my joy from joy comes from. This is to see other people uh, uh, receiving the joy and, and really, you know, again, and it's the smallest thing, it, you know, with the tree lighting. That was wonderful. It was. It's know, gorgeous. Perfect. And I yeah. think all of that is to me, you know, because Christmas traditionally is when businesses go black, right? So this is a business thing for me. But also what you're saying, the part of connecting to community is when you add value to the community that has unexpected ripples of joy. And that's really, really where the best feelings come from. Like, uh, I don't like, I don't know how else to explain it, but seeing so many people walk around town and just being able to forget worries, stresses, news for a couple of hours. And what have you guys done for us this year is like, we're going to be joyful from 10 to 8. We're joyful. <laughs> we're going to be joyful from 10 to 8. Yeah. Here at the store. And it starts yeah. at 8 with the fire department There's accepting fire, toys. Fire, on... Yeah. So every, um, our, our listeners are, um, just so you know, South Park Fire Association toy drive, it starts at 8. And it goes to six o'clock, so that's a huge opportunity to bring an unwrapped gift and, and 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 donate. So, one of the ways that you have you and your team, mm -hmm. because it's you, Jess, Mary, and I'm sure countless others yeah. that are working to make this Alita, event. Uh, Alita Galvin, uh, shout out to Alita for the, she's oh. handling the parade, most of the parade, uh, and Wanda Strukas, our site manager over at SOJ House. She's, and then all the businesses, mm -hmm. all the nonprofit yes. groups, all the individuals who are joining in with floats. Amazing, amazing group of people. Just all those nonprofits and uh, and and everyone else that has really stepped up. So one of the things I was thinking is, okay, so last year it was six to... It was, it was, it was, I think it was more like, I think it was around 3.32 or uh, 3.30 to maybe 8. But I think with people working 9 to 5, the action really happened from 5.30 to 8, to be honest, that I saw. Right. The bulk of the crowd. Because my experience is from within the store every year. So the mass crowds happening and it was there were crowds craig like sure. last year we counted 650 people that came through the store mm -hmm. that and that's a that's a lot within a, a compressed amount of time. and that's not everybody right, right. that's not everybody that's not that attended the event right. so when we when i heard that it was going to be during the day and it was going to be strung out over time so my wheels as an entrepreneur as an event planner mm -hmm marketing person i was like ah mm -hmm. <laughs> right because for me i am a team of one with a lot of amazing friends that help me keep this going mm -hmm. and i was like oh gosh what does that look like and then so the marketing person in me was like well how do i make the store different so it steps up to the event so that's kind of like the heart of the store is i have nearly 200 local artists and authors so within 10 to 15 20 miles of south berwick 
that live and breathe. You'll see them in the store. You'll walk by them on the street. When And I, people say the store feels good. I believe that's why the store feels good because it's, it's the energy of people you know doing what they love, creating, finding Absolutely. joy, mm-hmm. and then happy when they're supported, right? Absolutely. Having, so anyway, so that's how the Chris Kindle market was born. And I've always had a love for the traditional markets that started in the 1600s. Traditionally, you see them in large cities. Um, my favorite one was in old Quebec that I brought my girls to, you know, the old wooden horse stalls. And they're in New York City, Mm -hmm. they're in Vancouver, they're Mm -hmm. in Chicago. And for me, Christmas is so very special, but that's the best of the best. So I was like, okay, what can I take from my person and share and also, you know, offer to the community, but also offer to the artists in the store? And that was how it was born. So now we're going to have all the local artists offering holiday items. So and that's so that's Jeff Deck on Academy Street (laughs) with his Augusta St. Clair romance, holiday romance books, you know, Mary Lou Bagley with her photographs of Christmas wreaths. Um, Dee Burdick, who went to South Berwick High School with her. Um, ceramic Christmas ornaments and I think there's close to 40 local artists that will be featured in the outdoor Chris Kindle market. Wow, so you really did pivot. I'm pivoting. Yeah. (laughs) I'm scared we're not, I'm like nervous, right? Like how are we, so you know you go through what is it going to look like in your mind? How are we going to operate? So we're going to bring out you know, so you can make a purchase outside, you can make a purchase inside, things can go. It's fluid. It's fluid. And then you're like, Cynthia, so you're going to have to pronounce the. So I worked with Cynthia when I created Kids Day. And how do you say her last name? Ganya. Ganya. Um, sorry, Cynthia. <laughs> so, but she's the pragmatic foundation of South Oric that says, these are the things you have to pay attention to. You need signs. People need to know where they have to yes. go to get things. You need bathrooms. You need, and um, so she's the ghost of Christmas past in a way because anytime I do something in South Berwick, I have yeah. her logical stream of thought going through my mind to make sure these things are covered. Again, and that comes back to you kind of have to look at the fu- the, the future and the, the excuse me the the past and the in the present to inform the future, right? And so important, right? Like, because in my head, we're, and I'm just a tiny part of this home for the holidays, right? Like, you guys are encompassing the whole umbrella. And you're having to stretch and imagine an event that you haven't operated in the way that it's being operated. First time. First First time. time. It's it's never (laughs) happened before. You're combining all of these pieces to make an incredible yeah. structure. And if our listeners aren't sure, um, just so we, we've actually combined, like I was saying earlier, the the, the Rollinsford Southport Parade and the Home for the Holiday events. This is the first year it's coming together. And the Pancake Breakfast. And the Pancake Breakfast with Santa, which that is um, that actually starts um, at 9 o'clock. Um, there's a registration online. You can go to, if you go to Sobo Central, and then scroll down to the tab for Home for the Holidays, get that registration done, because it, I, I know seats would be limited, so make sure you do that. But then also, we have three different churches in the Seacoast Christian Academy church- yeah. joining in, offering fabulous craft fairs, um, free lunch and soup, uh, mm-hmm. just 
the wreath sale is going on and then um, also there's um, events happening on the front lawn of Central School and then also in the gym like mm, years yes. past. And then businesses are also offering things. Um, we were hoping, do you have an update of which businesses are doing things? Or will that be yeah. available on the website? Let's see. I, they are available on the website. I'm just kind of going down through my kind of my list here in front of me. Um, I can touch on a couple things, I guess. Um, well, you want to highlight the future? I can highlight You want to bring future. us to the future? Sure, I can bring us to the future. So... Um, I'll just go through this really quick. Um, I know Jess kind of last, she kind of uh, was the ghost of Christmas presents. So she kind of talked about the event. Um, but I can kind of re, re kind of, uh, I'll just kind of um, encapsulate that again, I guess. Uh, so at 9 o'clock to 10.15, Breakfast with Santa. Um, and then we have the First Baptist Church at 9 to 1. They're doing the gift baskets, jar mixes, cookie walk. Jams, Bake Sale, Christmas White Elephant, Handmade Crafts, Chowder, and Soup uh, Luncheon. So can we pause for a second? Mm -hmm. So when my kids were little, they used to do a cakewalk. A cakewalk <laughs> was a big thing in the school functions and events and in town. So the fact that they're doing a cookie walk is going to... They're going to love it. People are going to yeah. have such... Good memories, too. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Good memories. <laughs> no, good memories. And then we move on. Seacoast Christian, that... Um, Seacoast Christian... Academy over on Paul Street, right near Little Something, where I'm with uh, the fabulous Jen Parker right now. Um, they're going to be doing a um, featuring, they're going to have a, another fair going on. They're going to have goat's milk, soaps, lotions, jewelry, baked goods, art, live music, honey, and more. And then, um, of course, Little Something. Uh, they'll be open from 10 to 8 at 11 Paul Street, and they're going to be doing the first uh, Chris Kimmel market. So I want to show you. So last year we gave away the headbands. Sure. So behind you are oh. 15 boxes waiting to be distributed. So is this, this is the, the gift? This is the first gift of Christmas. That <laughs> <laughs> This started back, um, Deb DeKoffmaker started this tradition. And I'm thinking that one of the first years was a silver bell. And we gave away a silver bell as the first gift. Does that make sense? It does. But so this year, the event is during the day and at night, Greg. Uh, yep. So wow. here we go. You're like, the look on your face, you're like, mm, I don't know. So, we'll, are, we, are we telling it? Or we, I think is we can, right? Do you want it as a or surprise? It, what do you think? So, here's the thing. We ordered 350 of these. Wow. So, um, in my mind, it's a tchotchke, everyone. It's, <laughs> but it's wearable. No, I wish we had a camera right now because I'd put it on you and light she, it up. She totally would. Um, so, this year, we're giving away... Um, are they deer antlers that they're are deer, lit up with Christmas balls? Deer antlers, but they're they're fun and, and whimsy and um, yeah, it just gives that. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's the childlike yeah state of mind. Yes. So we'll be giving those away um, to, while supplies last, starting okay. at ten a.m. So you guys heard it here. I'm going to give you your pair today. Thank you. Would you? <laughs> it does not <laughs> I look wear like. Those um, and then I know the Jewett House, they've, Wanda Strukas, shout out to her, fabulous. Um, they're having, uh, Sarah and Jewett's going to be decked out with uh, Victorian, um, adorned with Victorian decorations. Um, they'll also be having um, uh, ornament decorating over there. Yeah, I heard well. they're doing a craft and then someone mm -hmm. special to your heart. Yes. Um, so Linda Becker, 
uh, and uh, she will be doing storytelling over at the Sarah and Joe Visitor Center in the afternoon. And if you go on the site, there's going to be um, there's you'll see Linda's times that she'll be doing those readings and uh, and a wonderful lady. So you make sure to get over there too during the day because it's it's worth it. Wonderful lady who's also been in the community via our education system as a mom. Yep. And as... she was an original on the Home for the Holidays committee as well. So it's just the passing. And you, were you a student? No, you were friends with Abby. Yes, her daughter. Um, I went to school with her daughter Abigail. Um, I was in. We were in. We were in the same class together. Yes. So. A lot of people love Linda for a lot of different reasons. Yeah, she's Linda's great. So she will be doing scheduled readings. She is, um, and I know this year she is reading. If I can, she is reading a uh, home for the holidays. Uh, Home, Home for Christmas by Jan Brett. So. Which Jan Brett has connections to the Seacoast as well. Nice. Jan and her sister, um, a oh. beautiful children's author and illustrators. That just a lot of the kids that grow up in our district mm -hmm. grow up loving their books. And yeah. so it's another special connection to. And I believe Linda was saying too, they were requesting like another Jan Brett book too. So they wanted another Jan Brett Yeah, book. she uh, she's loved. And yeah. the Mitten book is the one that comes to mind. Um, uh, we, this year too, we have a uh, clubhouse kids from one to six that's at central school gym. Um, and then I know this year, I don't think we had them last year. Seacoast pretzel company. So that's, that's a big deal. That's a big deal. That's on central lawn. So who doesn't want a warm hot pretzel if it's cold out, right? It's kind of fun. And then we have the historical society this year. They're going to be, um, right before the parade, uh, they will be milling around town, having kind of conversations with all the different uh, with people milling around, so that's going to be. Will be they in historical attire? I believe they're going to be in historical attire. Yeah, and then uh, the parade kicks off at um, from three to three to four, and that's um, we'll start. It's going to be reversed this year, so it's starting from Rollinsford, and then it's actually uh, coming, letting out in South Berwick. So that's new. That is new. One of the years, um, Cynthia and I helped Patty a little bit with. Um, in the early years when she took over the, the parade. And I was, I was overwhelmed by all of the logistics that you, most people don't think about, like at the parade end, like people breaking down their floats, like how do you pick up your kids? Like where are they going to be? Like it's, because it's also dark. So knowing that this group has engineered this parade for so many years, it's just... Yeah. It's a great feeling that it's in good hands. And we have, um, we I believe, from what I last heard, we have about maybe 24 to 26 entries this year. <gasps> the parade is growing. The parade is growing. <laughs> it was dwindling it was, for a bit. Yeah, so, if my, you know, if you remember years past, it's kind of been dwindling. But this year, uh, with luck and, um, uh, and, and with much uh, anticipation, we have tw about 24 to 26 entries. So... It'll be, it's going to be amazing. And then it's culminating at the end. So it's switched route. So it's flip-flopped. It's yep, going it's to be reverse. ending at the church on Academy or? Uh, roughly on Academy Street. So we'll, which is brilliant because then also puts people in proximity to the tree lighting. It puts them in, in proximity to the tree lighting, which makes sense. So the people, the participants in the parade can also enjoy in the festivities and, and, and see the tree lighting and... Um, that'll be, that'll be great. I think that's a nice, again, that's another change. So you are the ghost of Christmas future. 
Perhaps. Perhaps. Do you see yourself? Sure. Well, do you see I yourself think, moving on and continuing to I, be a part of this? I do. Um, I think. I think in order again, in order to look into the future of what Home for the Holidays holds in the future, again, change sometimes is it's a it's it's um it's necessary sometimes and sometimes it's important. Um, I would love for next year. Um, you know, it's it's always. You know what can we do better what we learned from the past so mm -hmm. what what worked this year what didn't work what could we do differently next year so it's all those pivots too of figuring out what works and what doesn't and move in in moving forward in the future in the future i would love to see i would love to see i know it's december 2nd so weather sometimes can be kind of hard early december but i would love to see if, if the date was pushed later into the month maybe ice skating uh maybe like a like an ice skating and a sledding Worked into home so for the move holidays. powder house in so to bring it you into know, maybe, the you know that that's just something I was kind of I it was just kind of on the it's kind of on you know it's on the table like of thinking going moving forward wouldn't that be great to incorporate some sort of town skate you know into things where you know just kind of like I know Portsmouth they do a, they have a skating puddle right duck there. yeah and and how could could we do that is that possible well we have you know, we have the do. skate rink. Right. The what was the old house that they took down, and now they have basketball courts. The Powder House. Yeah, the right at the entrance yeah. to Powder House. But I think the and I think with that said, it's is you know it's whether it's always weather permitting. Can they can we do that? Can we? Yeah. So maybe that's something we look at for the future. Maybe that's really interesting. It would be nice to have a skate. <laughs> it would be nice to have a skating, skating going on during the day, or you know, next year, or mm -hmm. maybe, and if it doesn't happen next year, maybe the year after. Again, again, progress is slow sometimes, right? It's sometimes. Well, you know what I've learned over the years, um, as a serial entrepreneur and working with a lot of startups, is you have to plant a lot of seeds mm -hmm. to make a garden, and not every seed's gonna make it. Right. When you think it might, you know, it might pop up in an unexpected time. And again, we, you know, there's always ideas floating across the table. And we're, when, when the committee, when we talk, the committee and I talk, we are always talking about what if we tried this or maybe we would in, inject this or try this. Um, so again, right. I think it's, it's, again, things are fluid. Things can be moved and changed. And, um, you know, I would love to see, I would love to see like a skating, a skating sledding kind of piece. Worked mm -hmm. in, in the future, I think that would be really a, ni a nice uh, dichotomy. I was um, thinking about these podcasts, um, sitting here with you, Jess and Mary, and you know, I came upon a picture of my youngest with a group of her friends, and I don't, I don't even think they were in middle school yet, but it was like they were allowed to be at home for the holidays, walking around together. I think they were probably in fifth grade, in the joy that was on their faces, and just you know that is cementing South Burke as their childhood town and providing such beautiful memories and perhaps mm -hmm. making them want to come home again if, if they don't end up staying here. I know a lot of kids from Marsh would seem to fly the coop and go to some pretty far away places. Um, I think these are the memories we create collectively as a town and a community that hopefully draws our children back one day to start businesses um, I think Mary and Jess and I talked to that talked to that point about you know like Aubrey starting Aubrey's Cafe, sure. um, Happy Valley, you know those are two Marshwood High School graduates that came back home to start businesses. Mm 
Um, or even if you don't, like, I mean, I didn't, I went away for a little bit, but I came, I still came back and you, I think there, there's different I, roles. I think there's different roles and you, um, it was familiarity. I think you, you, sometimes your hometown kind of stays with you no matter it's in your heart and also it doesn't mean that you have to like like my story i didn't grow up here i was a trape graduate right and so but whatever the workings of the universe south broke is my home and i'm investing these years as a small business owner I think, but part of that appeal is when I first moved to South Brook and people like Wendy Persig, Nicole St. Pierre, Ernie, the voice of the Hawks, you know, Ernie Wood, there were people that kind of surrounded me, Amy Miller, Joan Cohn Fletcher, like a lot of the original women from the holiday arts, home for the holidays, like they made it a point to reach out to connect with me to make me feel like I was home, even though I wasn't born here. Mm -hmm. And so, like, helped me plant roots and yeah. want to do things for the community. Yeah, and you find community in every, you know, when, in where, you know, you find community whether it, you're from here or not. I know? think a small town to be able to bring its character and its history and its traditions forward, I do believe it needs those founding families. Like, and we are blessed to have so many, so many of those great founding families that are mm-hmm. still thriving and doing business here. And so act- tell the history. Yeah, sharing the history, yeah. the lovely stories that you shared this morning about your Graham. And it's like, but also I think what we fail to realize is you do need that new blood to come in, you know, to fill the homes that are already built. Mm-hmm. And it's a mixture. And, and they have a different perspective too, which is you need, you need, you need variety. Perspective. But there's a there's a reason that the new families or individuals are dra- are drawn to move to South Berwick, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of that is encompassed in Home for the Holidays. It's a, it's a feel. The town has a the town has a feel, you know. Nice, <laughs> it right? does have a feel. a feel. It has a magic. It... There's a feel to South Berwick. Um, if you haven't been here, it's I mean again we border right on New Hampshire, um, and it's it's um, just quiet little town that uh it's just one of those towns that you again you kind of if you're if you haven't been here um you know it's it's not very big downtown has very limited i feel like geographically in new england south park goes on forever though greg it does (laughs) well downtown doesn't downtown is compact right except we do have the l we have upper and lower main street which some people don't Remember that we have great businesses that are um, down Lower Main Street. Yeah. Fogarty's the anchor, right? Like yeah. year after year, yeah. it continues to create that um, magnet for other businesses. And Happy Valley just went in, which is at our event. They're just started, right? Um, and so a great place to watch the parade go by. Great place, yeah. You will be right if you're at Happy Valley. You'll have a nice viewing as we as they pass by. So it'll be that'll be fun, um, and also. If you think about South Park too, it's really kind of an intersection to get to other places in Maine, really. You have to kind of, you have to go through South Park. Do you know our traffic problem that has existed since the days of the cows going through the center of that town? That picture I saw, yeah. It's town. never going away because of what you just said. Mm-hmm. We, you have to. we have so many different entities uh, businesses, the shipyard, um, Pratt and Whitney, even in the summer, it's all of the people that go and stay at the lakes in Maine. Yeah, South Brook is the cutthroat, right? It is the intersection of Southern everything. Maine, of everything. I'm going to say South Brook is the intersection of Boston, 
Portland, um, Gunstock, mm -hmm. um, the Lakes region, uh, Wells yeah. Beach, York Beach. Um, we are we are the intersection. Nice we're tall. you know what we're the heart. We're the heart. I think so. We're the heart of Southern Maine. Yeah, and then you have Central School. Of course, it's named Central School because it's center right in town. The right Central across from Square, the town hall. Right where we have that, yeah, we're the heart, I think. of Central School is the heart of this yeah. community. Oh, yes, most most definitely. Um. So is there any, so Christmas feature. Yes. So in my head, I've already, I've already built the Chris Kindle market into this thing that next year there will be wooden horse stables and it will line Paul Street and vendors from if you any any crafter local crafter I don't know that's for the committee to decide who fills those horse stables um so I'm thinking of my thing is I'm going to put out to the audience is where do we store the horse tables where do we store for, the, the, for the 364 days that they're not in use um I love that you're already thinking about next year I'm about the future, Greg. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's already planning. I get bored. I like I, I, you know, this is my eighth business. This little store. Mm -hmm. I um, like to like to live in the future. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's not always such a great thing. But so in my own way, and you know, who knows if that will happen? But to me, that seems with the response that I've gotten from people asking me if they can join the market, I have twenty feet of frontage. In South Park, I I'm limited, right? But Paul Street, which is perpendicular to Main Street, it's long. It's long. There's not a lot of traffic. Um, there's parking at um, over. At, they're doing the artisan fair over at Seacoast, so there's parking. They've opened, you know. There's, there's parking. Yeah. yeah, there is parking. You know, you guys had the trolleys last year. Mm -hmm. There's always ways to reimagine. I and then I go back to Strawberry Fest welcomes over thirty thousand people for the day. If yeah. so, yes, traffic is tricky for any townwide event. That just actually, you just actually, I just had a brain thing where I thought we, we well, maybe next year or the year after we can bring the trolleys back. That well, you be, know what? Let's yeah. see how. So I'm getting a little nervous. At first, I was like, do I have two people working the day? Do I have three people? Now I'm up to the point where I think I need eight of us working the event. So I think we have event. to see what this is. We first. have no idea who's going to show up for Home for the Holidays. Yeah. It's in the future. Good. And I guess the trolley, bringing the trolley back will dictate if we do something like that in the future. Need The need to bring the trolley back. The trolley back or school buses? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's so many different ways mm -hmm. to think, to handle transportation people coming in for the event safely, mm -hmm. you know, we do, we've, but, but the past provides us with a way forward. Cynthia and her team have already figured this out <laughs> and they've done it in the most wonderful way. So that's where I am already. So last night, um, Dave and I went out and we bought all the stuff to decorate the Chris Kindle market. Like, because in my mind, I'm going back to old Quebec City when I had the most incredible weekend with my two daughters. And we were all bundled up. We were sipping hot chocolate. There was music in the air. Mm -hmm. the, it was just such a beautiful memory. So that's my goal. That's your I love your inspiration behind the Chris Kindle market. It's wonderful. I, I'm a little nervous that like, so the first year will be the traditional pop-up tent. So, <laughs> well, so, but we, you got to start somewhere. I've got my secret weapon. Um, Michael Stone, who's the artist and creator of Chains of Cranes, who I've known him for a year. He's, he's, he's just, 
he's a creative whiz um, and just sees beauty and everything and is able to replicate it into this world. So he's my secret weapon. He and I have been plotting and coursing and designing and um, going through the logistics. Thank to, thanks, thankful to Cynthia for the reminders of what we need to have in place for if 10 people show up, Greg, or if 2,000 people show up right. this year. I, we right. don't know. We don't know. It's the unknown. I guess the future sometimes can be unknown, right? The future's unknown. <laughs> the sometimes, future's always it's unknown. It's always unknown, but we don't know what to expect, right? No. And I think that's the thrill, too. That's what, the thrill. What's the thrill? What, what's, is it going to be 10 or is it going to be 2,000, you know? So um, is oh. there anything else you'd like to say about Home for the Holidays? Because uh, I want to divert our conversation okay. she, in another she, direction. Okay. So just so our listeners know, um, so a lot of different things. Um, just I'm just going back things I didn't mention. Lee Franks, uh, uh, Main Street, they're doing some peppermint milkshakes as they did last year. Garrison Player Carolers, they're coming back. We are so excited to have them. They're going to be performing throughout the downtown period costume. It's going to be amazing. So can I just say this out loud? This sure. is this is a Cynthia Gognet. No, say her last name for me. Ganya. Ganya. So one thing that the logistics of having a town-wide event, last year there was a lot of, there were trash receptacles needed. So I'm just going to say, I'm going to provide some big barrels outside. Um, just. You just so that people will have a place to discard, discard and mm-hmm. keep our streets clean. So right. I'll just add that. I'll make sure I'll put that on my list. Yeah, and I think we reached out to the town too as well for different things too. So thank you for that though. Thank That's you a good reminder. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and then we have Bella's Hat Ballet. They're gonna perform at Central School Lawn, which is always nice that they were with us last year. That's at 4.30 right after the, um, right uh, after parade. And before the tree lighting. And what else can I mention? Um, again, there's so many things happening. Uh, it's hard for me to mention them all. But if you, again, if you go on SoboCentral.org, scroll down to the Home for the Holidays tab, you will find a schedule. And we're still, we're still updating daily. Can people still join in. the parade at this point? At this point. Um, Today is if, November today is no- 20th. The, uh, What's 20, today? Yeah, today's wow, everyone. It's November twentieth. Is it it's or Monday. the twenty first? Today's the twentieth. Okay. So home for the holidays is less now than two weeks away from this past <clears> Saturday. <throat> so if you if so if you want to do the parade, this is kind of a last call, I guess. Last to, call. Where's Jess's bell? Yeah, I, I, if I had the bell, then I'd ring it. Um, it would be kind of a last call because it's just closing in so soon. So and there's yeah. a lot of planning behind the scenes with that and logistics. Yes, very much so. We start planning in August. Oh, I imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I'm sure you have a wrap up meeting. We will. We'll have a a, me- a debrief meeting after. Yes, but um, anyone that wants to do parade next year, please. Uh, Now's the time to start you. You planning. Start planning. I think I want to be in it. Yeah, I think I would love that. I don't know how though. Well, I'll figure it out. But it would be it would be great. <laughs> um, we and. And again, you know, um, if, again, people that would like to join next year, please contact the committee. It's uh, F, the, our emails fh f h f h sobo three eight four at gmail dot com, and you can uh, and I and I will definitely answer in a timely manner. So I think we're going to add that email to the podcast. Okay. If that's okay with yeah, you. And then, then people will be able to email you directly. Yeah. I I forgot something we're having for home for the holidays this year. Okay. So the Marshwood High School did a production of Elf. Yes. Did you see it? 
I did not see it. I did not either. My daughter did, and lots of people that come in and people that I know were in it and said it was marvelous. Nice. Um, we have Buddy the Elf appearing from 10 we to do. 8 p.m. at a little something, and That's he true. will be handing out... I don't know what you think about my giveaway this year. I saw I'm your face no. drop. <laughs> it's it's a little che it's a lot of cheese whiz. You know what though? You need cheese. You need you need. It's not. It, it's fun. It's, it's you know. It's that. It's the inner kid, and you know you're bringing out the inner kid in me. I mean, I love that. I think it's. Great. I think I think after this, we're gonna take a selfie with them on. I think we should. And I'm gonna shamelessly promote the giveaway this year. So you said. Using Gregory Willette. <laughs> <laughs> but so Buddy the Elf, so last year, Buddy out of costume kind of came in and it was his first experience with Home for the Holidays. And I think he was overwhelmed by who showed up. We, And yeah. there were three of us, um, John James, Dave and myself, handing out those headbands and like getting them lit and everything. And it was crazy. And then, but again, it's the joy from the joy. Sure. The people being, um, what? You know, like, I can just take this. Yes, mm -hmm. you can mm -hmm. just take this. But um, so I think Buddy the Elf reached out to me and kind of staked the claim that they would like to be the one that gets to hand over the reindeer headbands so this fun. year. So fun. Um, and I said, well, we, I think we passed out 350 last year. And wow. I said, well, do we limit it to um, just children this year? And Buddy the Elf said, we're all a child at heart. And so first come, first serve. So that's, we'll see how that plays out. Nice. And also just to mention too, we, we will have an information booth sent, uh, set up on Central's Lawn. So it's kind of a center place for you to come if you're, if you're new to South Burke and you're not sure what's going on throughout the day. And we'll have volunteers there and you might even see me. And um, I will be able to help um, you guide you of the happenings about town. So events like this can't take place without sponsors. Absolutely. So and we, this year you've had some amazing businesses and individuals step up. Is this a great time to mention who this? Sure. So for plat for our platinum sponsor, we have the Outlook Hospitality Group. That would encompass Outlook Tavern, the Red Barn, the Links at Outlook, Do For, our wonderful friends at Stage House Inn. Um, we have gold sponsors, Great Works Chiropractic, Portside Real Estate Group, um, are, are a few of our sponsors, and, uh, and we're very grateful to them. And is, I think... I heard mention that there's a bag. There is a bag. So we does, um, we have a kind of, it looks like kind of like a, it's a unstructured book bag. Mm -hmm. And it's going to say light the night, even though it's not really in the evening this year. It's throughout the day, but it'll be dark enough. So we, we stayed with the light the night. So there will be a small book bag giveaway. We have 300, we have, we're having 300 bags made for first 300 people. And it'll be stuffed with different little goodies and things like that from different businesses. And again, that was another thing that's challenging when you're, you're having an event for the first time to know the numbers, right? Right. So we do right. our best. We do our best. And so get down as early as you can to get your to get your, your tote. Um, and the totes were really helpful last year because I know a lot of the businesses were giving away either through crafts or sweet treats to eat, just different somewhere things. To put it, you know? Somewhere to collect it yeah. so you you know, you don't feel encumbered. Oh. Yeah. Make sure you get your bag. <laughs> make sure you make get, sure your, you get bag. your bag at the information booth yeah and that will help when as you're going around town i am so happy sense. to be sitting here across from you and i think you are a natural fit for this leadership role for home for the holidays i love that you're tying your past your present and taking them along into the future with some great ideas and 
making yeah. sure South Burr continues to be that place that people yeah. want to come home to. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me today. So can we pivot really fast? Sure, we can. We're, we're going to pivot, sure. This is a pivot. It's so... all about pivoting. That's a, I think, feel like that should be a bumper to my bumper stare. Right? Well, pivot. I have, so I want to share that. Um, Jess, I, so the world needs all types of people, right? Like Jess is all business. Jess has like, she's lovely and bright and cheerful, but you can tell she's operations management. She's very focused. She's going to make a list. She's going to cross off items. And um, I'm not that way. So I, I tend to surround myself with people like Jess in my life because I'm more chaotic and throw things at the wall to see what sticks. But, you know, there's a role for everybody and every, you know, they need to be filled. Mm -hmm. And so last last podcast was a little bit more business and in the very best way providing details about this year's event and making sure people know what to expect and um but my sister who's who she she proclaims that to be the biggest fan of the podcast show because she listens to it while she works but she said you know there's something about when you do the podcast and you share the stories the real life stories and the histories of the people and we get to know them and get a sneak peek that it mm -hmm. makes it a little magical. So I kind of gave you a heads up. Well, with that said, Jess's podcast of presenting the details and what to expect yeah. got a really big rating. <laughs> so it like traveled pretty far. Um, so it's not always about ratings. So, right. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes you, you know, you, it's, yeah, sometimes, no, it's, I think, I think the committee, we have a great balance of character. You, you have know? an amazing balance. Yeah. You have a whole team. We do. We do. But so to play to my audience, my sister, okay. <laughs> the, the story of how, what you and I share in common and what kind of like ties you to South Berwick is really, it's interesting, right? Like mm -hmm. the commonality that we discovered yeah. or uncovered. We uncovered that, um, we didn't know this at first we, before we even knew each other, um, uh, Jen and I um, lived down the street from each other at one point. I, I grew up on a certain place and, and Jen happened to move there and uh, we discovered that through conversation that we were from the same area or road. Well, we can we can say, right? Like we, we can, can say, say the infamous road in town, South Burke as, well, yeah, but here South Burke is lovely and as bright and as Mayberry it is, right? There's a, there's there's a, a dark side. There, Every town has a dark side. Yeah, so I grew up on uh, a road called Witchart Road, and a lot of people, this is, the, the history behind it is, or the legend is, that um, during those Salem Witch Trials in 1692, that um, a pastor named George Burroughs, the infamous George Burroughs, was taken from his home in Wells, and that was the shortcut to Massachusetts. But he had started in Salem. He was a resident of Salem. Yes. And had left Salem to go to Wells with his family, right. his young family, and went to Wells, and then was a parishioner there, and then was accused of witchcraft, and they went and they got exiled. You know, exiled there was there was a lot of foolishness going on there. So Cotton Mathers, right? Like, right. It, I'm thinking it was more of a political move. Like George Burroughs had some real estate, had some influence still in the community, and. Cotton Mathers was trying to flush it out, mm -hmm. so he sent his. So you can tell we both lived on Witchtrot, right? Yep, so we, we know we the know, history. We, we're trying to finish. We each other's nail sentence. it down. Yes. So Cotton Mathers sent his henchmen to Wells 
for George Burroughs right. to bring him back. And that was the near, and so they were gonna, as on their journey back to Gallows Hill, mm -hmm. they were going, they thought, how can we get there quicker? So Witch Trot was just a means of getting to York and down And to, George gave it to him. And they gave it to him. They said, if you take this road, and then, um, of course, Witch Trot, supposedly the name was born out of, he was an accused witch, he trotted behind the wagon and shackles to, to Salem, so which trot the witch trot? Yes. So, the romantic version of the, <laughs> the girl version of the story, the right? Version. Like, so he's saying goodbye to his wife, and she's sobbing, and she's in tears, and like any good what uh, parson, right? Like any mm -hmm. good parson, he said to her, "The Lord is on our side. We've done nothing wrong. I'll be back before blah blah blah, mm. and everything will be well, right?" And right. she's sobbing. Women's intuition, though, she knew that was shit, oh. and she was not coming <laughs> back. Was he would not be coming back. So, as you said, they brought. He showed them the shortcut, and they brought. And I imagine it was right in front of the house where I lived. You might imagine it was in front of where you lived. Maybe, yeah. But so he's in the shackles. They're on the shortcut, yes. which is now Witch Trot Road. Right. So somewhere. Dan Dan Blakesley. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Everyone knows who Dan Blakesley is. He and wrote Dan, a song Dan, about this. Shout out to Dan. Dan grew up around the corner off Emory's Bridge Road. So shout out to Dan. Oh my God. So like in his song, and I don't know where I got this little bit of it, but like I think it was either one of his poems or something I pulled from the library that a, a sudden wind, <laughs> a sudden wind stirred and built up and and it um, pushed the men off their horses or like something like that. Yes, it did. And that the legend is that 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 George Burroughs was accused of creating this storm on their way and the storm broke out on Witch Trot Road. So it was that, an affirmation of it his was guilt. An affirmation of his guilt. So that's that again, that's part of legend. And who knows? Right. Who knows? Growing up at Trape Academy. Well, mm -hmm. transplant because I started I grew up in New Hampshire and moved to Maine when I was the summer before sophomore year. Fully trans, what's that called? Transparent, like full, um, doesn't matter. Yeah. I'm not a, I'm not a Mainer, but like okay. going to school at Trape Academy, one of the first stories I heard was this legend of Witch Trot Road. It's like huge. Next to the glowing yeah. gravestone in Portsmouth. Did you ever hear about that one? I think I, I think I've heard of that, yeah. But so um, the house that I um, used to drive by this house on Witch Trot Road for about, I'm going to say 10 years and imagine living there, mm, right? And right. couldn't imagine living there at the same time. Well, as life does, I ended up living there. And you were down the street. Down the street, yeah. And neighbors, very friendly, you know, I think you're... Your Graham, I think when she was living there, was there three houses on Witch Trot Road? She would have, from, from you? From, Just in oh, total. She, At one oh, time, when, there were yes, only so, so many farms. My, yeah, so when Graham Grace, I'll call her Grammy Grace if we can. Mm -hmm. um, Grammy Grace uh, grew up on the Boston farm, which if some of our listeners might still know that reference, um, is on Witch Trot Road. And back in the 30s and 40s, there would have been maybe, I think, probably seven or eight homes. And it were, was a dirt road? It was a dirt road. So when I moved in, um, they didn't pave it until the it late, was like the seventies. Oh, the seventies. Half of it was still dirt, and the other half they paved. And then I still remember as a child where it, where it ended and it began with the pavement. And then when I was a child, they they finally finished it. They finally paved it. And now it's a major thorough. It's a major thoroughfare. <laughs> it's, it's the Audubon. It's now it's the Audubon, <laughs> and like, but when I think we moved there, and I um. 
2012, I think we purchased the house on Wichita. There were 89 houses, I think, at that time. And now I'm like eight, seven or eight. When you, well, when well, your grandmother, grandmother yeah. so then all the, so, so, uh, 50 years later, mm -hmm. it had grown to like 89 houses. Yeah. And the only reason I know that because power outages always happened on Thanksgiving. So it was real country. Like back when she grew up. Like and, real. But today mm -hmm. it's still considered it's still... out there, a mm -hmm. little bit out there for South Berwick. You're out in the sticks, we'll say. Like more so like Knights Pond Road and yeah, on the way Thoreau, to Gunkwit. Yeah, those yeah are that's more, now that's those, the that, woods. Those are the, those are the outskirts now. Those are the which shot the, is quickly becoming entrenched in yeah considered part of town. Definitely. But um, now I think there's over a hundred homes with the Amazing. new the offshoot development. Yeah. But so one of the first things that I heard, Greg, he's rolling his eyes. <laughs> we no, need no. a camera. Is that there are some ghost stories and that perhaps some happenings on Witch Trot Road that are kind of like an undertow, like not openly discussed about? Not openly discussed, no. And I think, I think too, um, and I can tell everybody that I've actually, and where the home I grew up in, I no longer, my childhood home, it's, it's no longer, but I, we, I did have an experience there as a young person uh, with my family, so. Um, Do you believe in spirits? Um, I think I'm one of these people that, um, I'm, I'm a skeptic too, but I think you have to experience something in order to say, you know what, maybe, maybe that, maybe there could be something. Um, and do you want me to tell the story? Well, let me just say as the ghost of future, I think you're naturally open to possibilities of things you don't understand or you can't prove or you haven't seen. Possibly. Yeah, of Possibly. course I want you to, everybody wants to hear okay, the story. So I'll tell the story. So here's my ghost story for the day. So <laughs> I was, um, let's see, I was growing up on Wichita Road and um, the house I lived in was not old or anything like that. It, it was just, you know, it was built in the 70s. Um, and I, this is broad daylight and my sister was home doing homework and my brother was home and my mom was had just cleared off the, the supper table and was doing dishes and my grandmother was there. So there was about seven or eight of us in the house. And, this, and uh, uh, my sister had made something in shop class at, at, at school and my mom had kind of, she used to hang our work on the wall and things like that, you know, being a proud mom of four kids. And she hung my sister's item on the wall. It was next to her at, on the kitchen sink. So my mom's, to set up the scene, my mom's at the kitchen sink facing the window. I'm at the table doing algebra, of course, hours and hours of algebra. And then my brother's talking to his girlfriend on the phone and all of a sudden this item came off the wall very slowly oh. and teetered over the counter in, in midair and then it just crashed down between the counter and the refrigerator. But everyone in the room, no matter what anyone was doing, everyone just stopped and was hyper-focused on that item because we couldn't we couldn't process what we were looking at. So it was, um, yeah, so I mean, again, that Almost was Almost wondering if it really had just happened, if really anyone happen. else saw what you saw. Yeah, so that, for me, that was my aha moment of, that's when I kind of solidified, yes, there, there's something, because I'm not the only one, it was multiple people that saw, so. Did I you was, discuss it in the moment? Not in the moment, because I think, I think my family <laughs> was kind of stunned. Um, so we just kind of took it in and then after we, you know, we went outside, did something hit the house, did, was it, you know, did, did, could have this happened a different way? And we kind of explored all those avenues when we came to the realization that 
none of that. There was no window open. When something or... levitates, <laughs> there's usually yeah. something other going on, right? right? Right. Levitation is not. Yeah, this is a big truck going by. It's not a big truck going by, and and this was definitely a defined thing where it wa it wavered. It was it was slow motion. It's just like watching it slow, an object go slow motion through the air, and you can't see a hand or anything around it. So, in that moment, I realized there's got to be something bigger. There's something else going on here. And I think when you and your Graham came to the store and we sat and we talked and we discovered we all lived in the same area, different parts of our lives and shared stories and that connection was built. And I'll never forget your Graham's sweet face. And um, I, she was sitting right behind mm -hmm. you in the overstuffed chair where yeah. we are now. Mm -hmm. And then um, if it's okay with you, can I uh, share what we also discovered this morning? Because it, it's really affected me in a positive way. Yeah, yeah. so okay? I, when I came into the shop this morning, Jen had said, I have to tell you something right now. And after I shared- Well, first my, you yeah. brought up the picture of I your did. Graham and started telling me, right? The like, stories. So, yeah. so you shared that she grew up working at- So, my, so Grammy Grace, uh, my grandmother, was a South Warwick girl. She, um, again, was raised on Wichita Road, but she had a summer job. She worked at Jay Maddox and Son. If somebody of you don't know where that was, it was actually where the HS Merchantile store is um, in that vicinity, in that where, area. And was that the vacuum store for years? Yeah, like the vacuum store and, and the vacuum store in the HS Merchantile. I think Jay Maddox had two storefront. It was okay. one big storefront or something along those lines. Um, but my grandmother was a, a clerk. Um, as a teenager in the late 40s. She started when she was uh, 14 or 15, and um, she wasn't very good at mathematics, but as she excelled in school, she really learned how to add quickly on the back of paper bags because her customers were waiting, and that's how she learned to add really well, and she worked there as a teenager, and uh, after she went to went left South Burke and went to college, she came back and worked there for a short time, and um, she, she was downtown a lot in, in those days. So you came into the store this morning. Yeah. Um, you were dressed in your yellow and black, representing the ghost of Christmas future with some bright light yeah. shown on the unknown. You had some. You had a bag, and you said, "I have some props." And I go, "What is it with you and Jess here? <laughs> you guys are we like the. You do. are so prepared and just fun." Um, Jess brought props too. Mary and I are more like <laughs> we just show up and get it done. But like, and then you start. Um, we so literally, this is the fourth time we've sat or had any interaction mm -hmm. in how many years? Seven? A lot. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. It's been a while. Yeah. So four interactions, and this is the fourth in seven years. You start talking about um, Grammy Grace, Grace, Grammy Grace working at the store, and then I start a little bit bubbling up and freaking out internally. You were you were really freaking out. You were like, you were... looking at your face was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, i got to share this. Well, and I was, and I forget that we don't know each other, right? Like I, when I connect with someone, it's like, I just assume we've known each other forever mm -hmm. and we get each other. And so I had all my guards down. For those of you that follow the podcast, you know that, uh, was it in the spring this year? I can look back on the dates. I started writing a novel and sharing as I wrote mm -hmm. about South Berwick in the 50s. Um, and it's called, the novel's called Just Love. It's the same um, title as my blog. But it's centered around Mr. Davis and his market downtown South Berwick. And there's a young, feisty teenager that works for her, him, 
And I read it to you this morning because yes. I couldn't freaking believe what was unfolding. And she's um, she's named Kitty in the novel, and she's this feisty 16, 17, my ears are getting hot, 17-year-old. It's so parallel to Grace, right? <laughs> and she, uh, the part that I read to you this morning is focused on her math abilities, but not being seen by the community for who she truly was because she was feisty, she was beautiful, she was outgoing, but there was a much deeper side to her. And then I was, I haven't even shared the whole thing with you, but there was a young boy that um, is kind of the main character in the story. And she kind of gives him, a. they go to school together. She gives him a run for his money because he's shy, but he does deliveries and he's on the football team, um, but was born with some out of dysfunction. So there's some challenges, just like any small town, right? Yeah, there's more than yeah. what meets the eyes. Sure. So I stopped, I think I got um, six chapters in yeah. of this story and then life happens. Um, I've got busy Christmas season. I, I've got two novels going right now that I need to like <laughs> get back in the saddle. Just two novels, everyone. But <laughs> listen, but you coming in this morning. Um, well, here's the thing. As a shopkeeper in a small town. Um, people from all the, over the world show up here. Sure. It's really quite miraculous. And as I was writing this novel, people would show up and give me little nuggets of their childhood, like this one gentleman who had moved away, but he used to go fishing down at um, Turtle Island by the Counting House Museum. Yeah. And then he and his buddy would collect tin cans. And so there's a whole chapter on him and his experience of like sunning himself on Turtle Island. And what he and his buddy were escaping and just how they found solace in South Berwick in those days. So there's a chapter about him. There's so there's a nugget of truth. But again, I wrote about Kitty not knowing there was an actual girl. I knew there was a shop in town. There is, There was a Mr. Davis because someone mm -hmm. gave me a nugget about this yeah. man, Mr. Davis. Yeah. And, and, and hers was Mr. Maddox. Her proprietor was Mr. Maddox, but similarity parallels. similarities i wrote about mr maddox being on the ladder doing inventory the young boy coming in kitty at the counter yeah. you know writing down and it was and just that's what my grandmother would have been doing back in those days yeah so um this this ripple that you've created for me is to get my ass moving <laughs> <laughs> but it's almost like if all of that information came to me as a fictional writer about the magic of south berwick mm -hmm. it's like you know, when I continue it, I want to do it justice and like do now do I do research or do I just kind of let it be a work of fiction? And I don't know, after meeting and talking to you this morning and seeing your grandmother's face and like, I'm on fire. Like, <laughs> I like, right? Like she was sitting in that corner. Right. Now she's no longer with us. Mm -hmm. She's staring back at us during this podcast. Um, there is one live one true character in the book, Mr. Stanley, that was his name. He lives in, I live in the gingerbread house now on, I reveal everything, Goodwin Street, but okay. people that know it, know it. It's the gingerbread house. Yeah. You've heard that before? Sure, yeah. So I literally moved Greg from the yeah. witch house into the gingerbread She's house. She's in the gingerbread house now. Yeah. And we all know where that is. Yeah. Everybody, is that weird? You like, can, am it's I funny just a how, weirdo? Because we're such a small town that you can just say gingerbread house and, and people that are here, we know what you're talking about. So Mr. Stanley was from London. He purchased the gingerbread house and I believe it was in the 50s or 60s. His son had moved from London yeah. to South Berwick following a woman. 
in love, following love. Um, Mr. Stanley became a bit of a shut-in, a recluse. His groceries were delivered by bike. Um, in the book that I'm writing, the character's name is Brian. I actually know that person in real life who's living and kicking and <laughs> I can't, I can't say more than that. Um, but again, it's just that piece of it is the, is the vein of truth, yeah. but where I take it from there and how I connect it to the market and Mr. Davis and Kitty. And then there's a character named Mary, um, a girl that grew up going to Marshwood that um, grew up. No, I can't give it up. I've shared don't it. Give, don't give it up. I'm not no, going to give it up. No, so surprise. So the ripple that you've created you. by join, joining Home for Holidays, leading Home for Holidays, taking the time out of your schedule to come visit me at the store because I wasn't showing up at the meetings. I apologize to Mary, but it's it's tough. It's okay. You. We have room for everybody in different ways. And I can feel that. Mm -hmm. I do feel okay. that. And I do appreciate that more than anything. Yeah. And um, But you, let me say thank you to you because what I feel in my chest right now, the joy of the joy, I want to go home and in my busy season, finish that novel for reasons I don't, I didn't even know in the beginning. Right. And I may still not know mm -hmm. as a transplant. <laughs> look at your face. But now you're, but you're, you're, but now look, look, how, look, look at how much part of the community you are. But you moved out and I now you're out, back. Yeah. So that just shows us that, that geographic location. Yeah doesn't matter because I, I i started here um and i was here for a long time and then i went out and experienced life as one does and then there's something you you still even though i'm right next door i still you still come back to what you know and what you sometimes it's familiarity so as dickens or shakespeare or any of those mary yeah. shelley any of those great writers sarah Jewett. yeah you know what i Local say girl yeah Home is where the heart is. Home is where the heart is. Absolutely. It's not where we're born. It's not no. where we lay our head at night. No. It's where it's where again you find the familiarity, the connection, the joy, the friendships, um, all of it, really. So as we end this podcast, <laughs> I'm so thankful. I wanna I wanna make a prediction. Okay. That we will meet another time in the future. <laughs> that we will connect again. That, you know, years won't go by. No. We'll be able to make something happen we that, should. you know, just, it's just, it's a great thing having you here today. And I'm very thankful to be involved in all of this. And, and thank you. Thank you so much for what you do for the community. We couldn't do it without you. Oh, well, you could because well, <laughs> there'll be someone that replaces me, right? That's how it works. You know, like think about, I say this a lot, but back in school, you think about your first grade classroom, right? You had your class clown. Mm -hmm. You had your serious student, your overachiever. You had your everyone had a role. jock. Everybody had a role, right? <laughs> right. You had your teacher's pet. That's every first grade, mm -hmm. everywhere. We all can be replaced, but the magic comes when and we fill our shoes. Yeah. yeah. And we don't dim our lights. No. No dimming our lights. No dimming lights. It's light the night. It's going to be <laughs> bright and fun. And I hope to see uh, all our listeners there. So one last time, mm -hmm. Home for the Holidays this year. Home for the Holidays this year is Saturday. It's December 2nd. Um, 
programming starts early at like eight o'clock and it goes there's different events throughout the day again go to um you can go to sobocentral.org scroll down to the home for the holidays page and you'll find all the programming and all the things if you're wondering what's going on throughout the day um, we'll have an information booth right on Central Schools lawn for you if you're not sure and you're new to town. If you're just visiting for the afternoon, you can come there and get information of where to go and what's going on. One thing for Cynthia, where do we park if we're new to town? Where's if good places to, park, to hit? That can be tricky because town, I feel like it's... It, there is parking and there's not parking, right? So mm -hmm. I feel like there's um, behind. I know if you you'll be able to go in by the information booth, they'll they'll be doing a toy drive there, but you'll be able to go and park behind Central School. There's parking. Yep. Um, I think there'll be parking definitely. I know Seacoast on Paul Street up from you. They're going to open their parking lot. There's a park. municipal lot next to us on Paul Street. Municipal lot. Yep. At Town Hall, there should be parking behind there. Um, Federated Church has some parking. Academy Street, Limit you can Academy park Street. on. Academy Street, yep. They're off of Norton Road. There's a municipal lot. Yep. Um, and then also, I mean, if you're in shape, Academy Street has some great parking opportunities. Great work school. Yeah, great work school you can. So if you, again, that would be a little bit of hoofing it to town. But again, if you... Powderhouse Hill. Powderhouse Hill. That's yep. a close... Yep, so there are little epochs of places to park. You know, you know what I always do? What do you do? Google parking in South Berwick. <laughs> right? Right. So just if you're unsure, just Google parking too. And and but again, there there are little places where you can park. And I think it's spread now that it's spread out throughout the day, I think people always be coming and going too. So mm -hmm. there's that, right? So people come probably for a few hours and then go. So maybe part some parking will open up too. And I'm I'm looking forward to ice skating opening up in the future. Sledding. You no, know, I would. I said that. You know, the only thing was with that. I, I would love that in the future. It's all weather dependent, but I would love to to in, inject that someday. Can into you carry a tune? I don't know. Can you sing? Uh, oh, How about know. hum? Maybe. I'd love for you to bring us out humming the Charlie Brown. <laughs> Chris, oh, I, don't... <laughs> I can't sing. It's not going to happen. Do you know which one I'm talking about? The yeah. yeah, he's looking it up on the phone because it. I think that, you know, there's a lot of stuff happening in the world right now. You know, South Burke's not perfect. We have a lot of people falling through the cracks. Um, and I think that's just always going to be there. But I think South Burke does its best to try to catch everyone or at least lessen falls for people. Um it's okay when the world's a little bit dark to look for the joy in the moment and to find joy and to be happy. And I think that's what Home for the Holidays is allowing us all to do and to remember that it's okay to be happy and to find joy. Um, so this year, Greg, Mary, Jess, with the help of some very dedicated, happy people have put together a program and an event in a very new light to make it more convenient and perhaps safer for more people to join us. So Saturday, December 2nd, I'm going to say 8 to 8. Then also Marshwood Education Foundation yes, they, I forgot at to mention. Spring Hill. Spring Hill. So that event will go on after. So 
our event kind of wraps around six. Um, and I do need to mention that we also, I forgot to mention, we will have a, an, a DJ as well. We did, we did, we do have a DJ. So do you know who? Yeah, it? it's DJ Jody. Um, and <laughs> DJ Jody is from the local area. Actually went to school at Seacoast Christian from grade four to eight, I believe, when I had a conversation with her. So she's coming. She's really excited because she's kind of coming back to Yay. South Berwick. She's coming home yeah, for the holidays. Home for the holidays. So she'll be on Central School's lawn from 1.30 to 5.30, spinning holiday classics. And uh, I think there's going to be a small a kids' dance, but that's all in the works still. Um, mm -hmm. I'm getting confirmation probably today or tomorrow, but we have DJ Jody, so that's going to be fun. And oh, she'll I love be, the idea of a kids' dance. Yeah, and she'll be emceeing, too, the parade a little bit as the parade goes by. And wow. So that's, that's fun. This yeah, big time. Yeah. Yeah, so, Greg, thank you so much for joining me so early in the morning. Well, thank you for having me. Look forward to seeing you in the future. Yes, December 2nd, South Carolina. <laughs> I won't see you that night. I'm, I not, yeah, I'm not be, that naive. I'll, <laughs> I'll, probably be, I'll probably pop in and say hello. Uh, but I I'll hope be, so. be running around, and you'll be running around. But that's it's all good. I'll be here. You'll be here. <laughs> yeah, so come down to a little something and come to South Berwick come December to South 2nd Berwick. for Home for Holidays. We'll make, see you then. Make it a tradition, yes. All see right. See you then.